Every author obsesses over one single date, the day their book gets published, their pub date. All those rigorous edits and deadlines leading up to that one infamous day when the book and author has been living, breathing, and conceiving for years is launched into the world. This is a show about pub dates, a place where we delve into the story behind the story of how a book comes to market. I'm your host, Allison Trowbridge. I'm an author myself and the founder CEO of Copper, a platform that connects authors and readers around books. So welcome to our pub date. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a libation. We may not be in a pub, but we'll definitely be raising a glass in celebration. Matt, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on. It's kind of a deja vu, isn't it? Just the roles reversed. It is. And you just started your own podcast. I know. People like you inspired me to do it. So uh, your episode comes out here very soon. Ooh, can't wait. (laughs) Well, I'm so thrilled to have Matt on the show today because Matt is a, I mean, I, I think I can call you a serial author now. You've had multiple books come out recently. So You Matter, the first one you did, I just love the tagline on it where you call it a manifesto of self-esteem and call to action for people to find their meaning and live fully and change the world while doing so. Tell us first, before we dive into your books, well, first tell us about your your nonprofit. Tell us about what Every Monday Matters is. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's also funny that you say like I'm a serial author because that's also something I I wrestle with. Like when people Mm. say, wow, you've you've had four books published and it's like, you know what? I don't feel like an author though. Like I feel, I feel more like a communicator or something than an author. I never yeah. stopped to be an author. Somehow, some way, I ended up with four books and more coming. It's interesting, too. I hosted a writing retreat this past summer, and one of the coaches had been New York Times bestseller, choice for Oprah's book club back in the day, has written you know probably 15 books, and he struggles to call himself an author. So I do think that there's this wrestling with the identity of what it means to, to be an author in the world. Oh, well, that makes me feel better. Thank you, because I thought maybe I just had identity issues or something. <laughs> I think we all do. (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. That's a whole other topic. So Every Monday Matters is a nonprofit organization that I founded a decade ago. And our mission has been to create a world where everyone knows how much and why they matter, Mm. which is a, it's a fairly bold mission, but it's something that was near and dear and personal for me because I personally struggled with why my life mattered. And, Mm. and after spending my entire career postgraduate school thinking that, you know, success meant that I mattered uh, and everything that comes with that kind of Western civilization definition of success. Once I had achieved a lot of that, I didn't feel like I mattered any more than I thought I would. And and I ended up having it's like a midlife crisis at the age of 31. Wow. Yeah. And suffered from severe anxiety and depression Mm. and really hit a rock bottom that I leaned my ladder against the wrong tree, I guess. Mm. I had to kind of rebuild a life starting from scratch and, and, and one filled with purpose and meaning. And fortunately I got amazing coaching and I had great support and I have still have an expensive friend. That's that's 
talk about my therapist. She's my <laughs> an expensive friend. I love that. I love that. Everyone needs an expensive friend. Yeah, I love it. So she told me one day, she said that I'm never going to feel better until I learn what it means to live a life that's not about me. Wow. Yeah. And as a narcissist working in the music industry, which is also extremely narcissist and working for the Kardashians, it was really weird for someone to say to me, you know, it's not about you. And, and also, I'll be honest, I mean, I had days where I even thought about taking my own life because I just couldn't, I couldn't get this, this heavy weight off me kind of defining my success by fame and fortune and red carpets and VIP rooms and all this kind of stuff. When someone said, it's not about you, the math doesn't really add up completely there because in that moment, everything feels it's all about you. And so she taught me this, how to understand this by every Saturday, I had to go do something that wasn't about me. And so pick up litter, feed homeless people, read to elderly, paint over graffiti. And it was this weekly dose of doing something not about me that literally changed my life. And about three months into it, one day I was out picking up litter in Los Angeles and it just hit me how much peace I felt picking up other people's trash. And mm. it was like the highlight of my week, like the hi- highlight of my week. And, and so I had this thought of number one, I'm going to write a book, which is funny because we already discussed <laughs> that. And number two, that if it could help me, maybe there's other people in the world trying to find all their purpose in all the wrong places as well. And so that became the first Every Monday Matters book in 2007 that came out. Wow. My friends call it like the idiot's guide to being a better person or something no. like that. Yeah. And then that that book is what started what later became who we are today, this nonprofit organization. And it's just because wow. readers, you know, some readers were teachers. They started asking for lesson plans. Some readers worked for companies. They started asking for employee engagement. Uh, and just we started developing these further programs to complement that first book. And looking back, all of a sudden you've had this organization for over a decade and you've reached over, you know, several million people wow. with this message of you matter, but it's not about you. Wow. One of the things I love so much about about your story too is so my my passion for the book world actually came because of working in anti-trafficking, believe it or not, in 2007, 2008, no one knew that slavery existed and was an issue. And I would get in debates with like congressmen that didn't believe me that slavery existed. And I saw a number of books get published during that time. And then I would watch celebrities and politicians and soccer moms and just all of these people read the books and get activated. And the organization that I worked for and had the privilege to help build was actually named after a book that was written by the founder. He hadn't intended to start a nonprofit. You know, it created such momentum, just the storytelling Tell us kind of the process of like how you built the organization coming off of the book itself. Cause I think it's such a beautiful thing when that momentum happens. You know, you just reminded me of something that I totally forgot about, but I remember when I wrote the first book and I don't know if it was America, American Idol or what music show was on, but it was showing that, that a show could get an audience to do something. Like Mm. whether that meant pick up your phone and vote or text this number. And so it was activating an audience. And I remember thinking that I want my book, not just to be a book you read, but a book you do. And I want to activate an audience with my book. 
Wow. So I remember, and I haven't thought about that in a long time. So thank you for reminding me of that. All the Every Monday Matters books, you do them one Monday at a time. Every month, there's a theme. And this is also part of how we operated Every Monday Matters. We ask the world the same question. I ask this question thousands of times a year of if there's one word that you think we need more of in our world today, what would that word be? Mm. And we collect those words. And at the end of the year, we look and see what comes up. And then we pick 12 of them. And they become our monthly themes for the upcoming year. That's beautiful. Yeah. Then every Monday is a strategy to kind of help people engage or activate that theme in their life and in their community. And so that process, and I will tell you what's interesting about that process is years ago, the words were, we need more fun. We need more adventure. Mm. We need more whatever. Now words are like, we need more compassion. We need more forgiveness. We need more vulnerability. We need more honesty. And you can feel the gravitas of how how the words you know, change over time. So that kind of monthly theming, weekly strategies is really how the Every Monday Matters books work. And there's three of them now. The most recent one is Every Monday Matters for Families that just came out in September. And then my You Matter book, which is my more more personal book, that's, that's structured kind of off the other half of how we see things. And it's based off these ideas of I matter, you matter, and we matter. So if you take I matter, you matter, we matter, so understanding ourselves, understanding how we influence and impact those around us, understanding that we're part of something much bigger than ourselves. And you and you put those perspectives through these monthly themes and weekly strategies that we we know from you and from everyone are important. Mm. That's how you start to develop the change that we want to see. Mm. And who would you say your audience is for, for these books? Who who are you writing for when you're writing them? You know, that's a great, that, you know, in, you know, publishers love to ask that question, right? For marketing purposes. And, and my, 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 probably my snarky response is, well, who doesn't want to know that they matter? Yeah. Right. And, and so it's, it's hard, but I get it. Um, there's a market positioning and everything. No, I agree with you though. Cause as you were saying that, I'm like, I feel like everybody needs that book. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I see it. Yeah. You know, the first two Every Monday Matters books were just general audience. I think a lot of different ages picked those up. This new one is for families. So it's probably the most targeted, but, but even so I don't see that the only family in the world is your biological family. We're all part mm. of different families, you know, our friends, even, you know, kids in school, you know, th- that's their family. If you're on a soccer team, if, you know, if you're a walking group or whatever, like we have several families we're a part of. And so regardless of the age or, or what kind of groups you're a part of, you can still do this book. Yeah. So, so tell us more about this most recent book. Why did you decide to, to take the content and write it for families specifically? Well, I think it was, you know, it was right at the beginning of COVID and actually my publisher contacted me and said, listen, we we want you to write a new book, which is kind of a, a fun thing to have happen to you. Yeah. Right. And I said, great. What do you think? And they said, well, the word family is coming up a lot just in metadata and searches and things. And I think that we kind of, with COVID, we got in this place of, I met, there's either like two camps. The one camp was, oh my God, I'm working from home now. I get to see my family so much more. I love this. Or I see my family way too much. I'm going to strangle each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> But this idea of engaging the family unit, I'm an extrovert. I, I, I believe firmly that we were meant and designed to be in relationship and connection with others. And sometimes I think we do a pretty bad job of it. And especially yeah. with social media and all these kind of things that, that I, I know we're more connected, but I don't think we're more connected personally than we were before. And so there was just kind of this calling to say, hey, 
get back out and get connected again and, and come together. Obviously, you know, with COVID, there's safety issues and masking and all these things that were, you know, coming up at the time. But I mean, I think I even said in the beginning of the book, like, this is a calling out from us being hibernated from each other for, you know, almost a year at a year at that point. And we have to come together and reconnect and start to see each other. And I think I just wanted to bring the world and, and relationships back together again. Mm, I love that. I love that. And what kind of response are you seeing from people? What's the, like, what is kind of before and after look like? What's the impact of a family picking up your book and reading it? Well, you know, what's interesting about that is that this idea of, of embracing how much you matter and, and starting to learn more about who you are and your feelings and emotions and the good, the bad, the ugly of yourself, and then starting to realize how you do impact those around you. We're all so powerful. We, we underestimate how powerful mm, we are. So and, good. And then when you start to think about we are part of this, something much bigger, and when we're better together, when you start to come to terms with those things, it can impact your life in a lot of ways. And one of those things, I mean, I've heard stories of, hey, Matt, you know, because of your book, I literally was going, going to file divorce papers on Monday. Wow. And and, and a 30 year marriage with three kids. But I realized that it was all because of me. The I matter thing was all that mattered to me. And I stopped understanding how I impacted them. And I stopped seeing us as a family unit. And now I see it differently again. So thank you for saving my marriage. Wow. You know, things like that, that are just incredible. And for a lot of people, it's just, hey, Matt, you know what? Thank you so much. We were just running out of things to do. Like we were bored. Like the kids were playing video games all the time. We were watching TV. Now we're re-engaged and we're doing meaningful things together and creating memories that will last forever. And, Mm. you know, all that stuff is beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just, when I think about the, the content of like you matter and meaning and, you know, every, every Monday morning that you get to wake up to matters. And I couldn't think of a more important message, especially coming out of the last kind of year and a half that we've been in as a society of being in a pandemic and lockdown and all of the, the mental health challenges, the loneliness, the anxiety, just the sheer pressure of all of that. You know, we, we love talking about the kind of behind the scenes. We like to say the story behind the story of the book that gets published. What was it like? publishing the You Matter book in 2020. What was amazing about that timing and what was hard, what was challenging? Mm-hmm. You know, book launches in a pandemic is not an easy thing in, in many regards. <laughs> yeah, well, if I Is that an understatement? That might be my, my fifth book is <laughs> how to not launch two books during a pandemic. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I'll be honest, you know, there's an open wound there for me. That You Matter book, which was my personal story and stories of people who I've met along this journey, I really feel like that was my baby. And and that was the book that for years people said, Matt, you know, you have you have to write your personal story. I'm like, I know, but I've been saying it on stages. Like I've been there, done that. Like, yeah. And they're like, no, but it's not a book. Mm. And you you have to turn it into a book. And and so finally I said, Okay, I'm gonna do it. And what was interesting about that book is it didn't get a book deal right away. It took some shopping hmm. where, where the first every Monday matters book, actually a friend of mine had a friend who worked for uh, Thomas Nelson publishing and, and Nelson contacted me and said, Hey, we want your book. I'm like, well, I haven't even written <laughs> and, I, and I don't even have an agent. So I had to like right. call 1-800 literary agent to get an agent. to represent No me. way. Yeah. No way. And, Three books later, and my books have done well. Three books later, is like, okay, does anyone want this personal book? I finally yeah. got there. I don't know. What <laughs> it. 
But fortunately, I found an amazing home in St. Martin's Preston Up. And then, you know, it's the buildup for the book coming out. I'm working with L, you know, Communications, who I just, you know, we know, we love, and they, yeah. they were so amazing. And they had things lined up for the Today Show and Cameron Hall, and they were talking to Kelly Clarkson. And it's like, this is going to be that big moment, right? That really wow. just, you know, shoots me out of a cannon. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, COVID. And oh. every single appearance was canceled. And, oh, oh, friend. And the book just fell flat. You know, I'll be honest, it fell oh, flat. Wow. And I mean, the publisher, they, they've been great. And, and they're like, you know, we don't, no one had a crystal ball that, that we yeah. knew it was going to happen. But for me, I, I haven't given up on that book. For the people who did get it, the response has been overwhelming. And, wow. and I know that that's a special book. And I know that it's going to find its its life and it's going to come back. And when the time is right, I think it'll get its, its you know, day in the light. But yeah. But for now, I just kind of had to, it was a tough pill to swallow, but that's not a book that I plan on giving up on anytime soon. Hmm. I think that's such a important story to hear as well. And strangely, probably an encouraging story because I think I would say 99.8% of authors probably feel sometimes like it's a launch out of it, going to be that big launch out of a canon and not quite as dramatic as yours, you know, there's a lot of disappointment you have to reckon with as a creative and putting a creative project out into the world and kind of reckoning with the fact of all of the things you can't control, all of the environmental factors and external factors that are very different from just putting incredible quality content out that you're truly proud of and kind of holding the tension of that, of you wrote the book that needed to be written and it had a huge impact with the people it reached and you didn't get to have the moment on the Today Show and all the things that you thought were going to get to come with it. And yeah, I just think that that tension is just a challenging, painful, beautiful, all of the things at once too. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I guess it depends on the book you write. Like for, for the books I write, I just want them to help people, yeah. you know? And so, so getting on, on the Today Show or any of these sorts of things, you know, I've been on it before. Like, it's not about, oh my God, Matt's so cool. He's on the Today Show. For me, it just means that there's, it will increase the chance that more people will be aware of it and will yeah. read it and, yeah. will, and it will help them. And I, so that's probably why I haven't given up on this book because I know it will help people. I know mm. it will impact lives. And and I wrote it for that reason. And that reason hasn't changed, right? I don't think much about like the New York Times bestseller list and all that kind of stuff because you know, back in the music day, my music days, like you get caught up in a lot of that stuff. And yeah. you know, it'll drive you crazy. And yeah. I just had to get more just, you know, what is my intention and why am I doing this? You know, it's it's why I founded this nonprofit organization. I'm telling you, walking yeah. walking away from a career in the music industry after 10 years there to launch a nonprofit is not the best financial decision for yourself. Oh my gosh, that must have been a wild leap of faith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made more money when I was 30 than I do now at 50, right? Yeah. But you know what? You have to get quiet. You gotta you gotta pray. You gotta ask the the, the tough questions. And at the end of the day, you know, I have faith that I'm gonna be fine, and yeah. and and I am just fine. And yeah. uh, I might not be as wealthy in a financial framework. I feel like my life is a lot more worthy, and mm. and my worth is definitely increased in so many other ways. And and so yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, for amazing. people out there, because I know there are other people. I'm not the only one that tried to launch a book during the pandemic. And, and, and I know the industry didn't do super well during the pandemic across the board. And I would just want to encourage anyone who's written a book and read and publish it during that time. If it's your heart and, and you put your heart out there, don't 
close it. Mm. You know, don't shut it down. Like you wrote that book for a reason. And it's because someone somewhere needs to read it. Yeah. And, you know, never forget that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like always thinking about who is, who is that one person that it's for? That's right. For those who want to learn more about Every Monday Matters and kind of engage more with what you're doing, where would you send them? What can they do? Tell us where people can engage and get involved. Sure. So you can go to everymondaymatters.org. That's our website and learn a little bit more about our programs and everything that we're doing. I say, especially if you work in education and you're Mm. hearing this, we have incredible resources for you, for students, and they're all free. So you can't put a credit card anywhere, but we're big fans of social and emotional learning, which Mm. really helps students with their self-awareness and social awareness and growth mindset and relationship building, health and choices. And, you know, in this day right now where mental health is such a big topic, like you said, and we're seeing, I mean, it's so bad in our schools right now, not just with our youth, but also with our educators and our teachers, they're just exhausted. And, and, and so if you work in education, go there, enjoy the resources. If you work for a company and, and you think that culture could be enhanced and more engagement could be, could be brought into the company where people feel like they matter at work, uh, we would love to work with you. That's awesome. You know, I mean, I'm, I obviously do keynote speaking and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I mean, my new podcast is really exciting. I, I have done seven episodes. I think you're episode nine, which is coming out very soon. And Yay! it has been so fun for me. It's called The Middle with Matthew Immersion and Friends. And you can check out the podcast. And it's been so fun for me to just talk about people's life stories and and to kind of shine, shine a light on on the inspiration that they are. I have been interviewed in this, like this, way more than I have interviewed other people. And yeah. it's been really nice to kind of turn turn the table and get to interview people and have conversations to kind of just highlight who they are. And because everyone that's on that show, I promise you, I've learned at least one life lesson from. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes you meet these people who they've just, they've mastered something. Some, some of us master more than others. And but I think we've all mastered something and they could teach a master class on that something. And to be able to share that thing with the world has been super rewarding. Wow. That's awesome. And, and would you dream of doing more books? Will we see more books from you, Matt? We will see more books from me. Yeah, I, I have a lot of ideas around books that we're talking about right now. And it's fun. I, you know, the book writing process for me isn't always the easiest. I'm such a people person. I don't do mm-hmm. well kind of by myself with the computer. So it's a process for me, but it's obviously it's a labor of love. And I kind of found a way. I have a routine that I, I'll burn incense or I'll light a candle. And there's this band from Iceland. They're called, uh, I don't say it right, like Sigaros or Sigaros. Sigaros, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you. And when I put that music on with my incense or candle burning, I completely leave this world. Wow. And it's an instant transformation for me. So anything I've ever written that you've read, that music was playing in the background. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it just takes me away. And then I get lost in the journey of it. I don't like say, okay, on this day and this day, I'm going to write for two hours here, then four hours here. Then I just, that's not my routine. I love it. Well, same. I think it's also encouraging to just hear the, the behind the scenes of how different folks get it done. I'm more like you. I'm like... I need to create a whole environment and to really let inspiration strike. Yeah. It's been so sweet just talking to you and, and hearing 
more of your story and all of the incredible books that you've put out into the world and more to come. And I think my last question for you, you talked earlier about how you you source kind of what does the world need more of? What's a word? And so I'd love to hear what word today you feel like the world needs more of. Oh, see, like when they turn your own thing on. Back I on know, you, sneaky. I, I I'm sorry. Crazy. You didn't see it coming. <laughs> Quick story to that. So Sometimes I get caught in my work and I start and I work way too much between running a nonprofit organization, writing my own personal books, doing all these things. And, and I remember my wife and I, we just got married and I was on the road. I was all over the country. And, and she said, you know, honey, I know that you spend all of your life helping other people know that they matter, but I just want to remind you that I matter too. Ooh. And, and it was, it was like, see, there you go. Turning my thing on me again. Right. <laughs> Just like what you, so good. just like what you did to be, well, yeah, but it was, it was beautiful. So, yeah, you know, man, I, we need healing. We need just to reconnect again. I think it's somewhere mm-hmm. I'm almost past like this idea of compassion and sympathy and all these things to be like enough. Like it's just enough already. If this is what we think being human is, then we're way off the mark. Wow. And, and it's just enough of this crap and let's get out of our egos and our heads. And so I don't know, maybe it's the word is human. Hmm. Maybe we just need to get human again and, and make that be the most important thing for us. And for me, that means, that means all those good things. That means loving your neighbor and being kind and lifting each other up and, and caring and being supportive and volunteering and, and all those things that has nothing to do with red or blue has nothing to do with mass yeah. or no, all that stuff. I'm just yeah. over it. Yeah, me like, too. We're, 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 we're sucking as humans right now and we can yeah. do better. I love it. I love it. So good to chat with you, friend. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for having me. And congrats on the new launch. And thank you for the work you're doing because us us authors, we need it because, Mm. you know, we're conflicted when it comes to some of these other things and how to express and connect and to have a place where we can come and connect with our readers is it's a real gift. So thank you. Thank you. 